Welcome to No Judgments Here, your number one source for music news, tour, tour reveals, album reviews. I'm confused. It's a, it's a matinee edition. I, it's too early. I don't know what's going on. I'm Mike. That's Will. How you doing, buddy? Hey, yo, what's going on? Hey, you know, again, like I just said, it's, I'm off. I'm off. Yes. Everything's thrown Sunday. off. Sunday, fun day, man. Let's go. Right? No doubt, no doubt. Editions. We, I just wrapped up a matinee edition of Off the Rails. So we're going oh, wow. back. A podcast that is rarely recorded by two uninformed guys. Good job, yeah. We'll host that with our good friend, Mr. Douglas Murray. Oh, former friend so, yeah. of the pod. Yes, former friend of the pod. You, you know, we don't hear much from him anymore these days, but hopefully he's doing well and and uh, everything's good. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking and I, I can't help but notice the shirt you have on yes sir it, it, you guys obviously can't see that he's wearing a clutch shirt and he's got some exciting news what happened this week yeah my wife was very excited that i bought yet another clutch t-shirt <laughs> i imagine so i was like it's 2023 i gotta support the team right. uh this uh, this past wednesday i think uh, the 19th uh mr trey and i a friend of the the pod got to go see clutch uh, last year's Louder Than Life band Clutch, plus another Louder Than Life band, Amigo the Devil, in Fort Smith at the Temple Live. Uh, we had a really, really good time. It's a great show. Um, Temple Live is a pretty cool venue. It's a former theater. It looks like a church, um, but it's got a really cool balcony. We had v, uh, not VIP, but we had a, a GA uh, tickets in the front, so we had mm-hmm. you know great standing room only. Um, and the other uh, opening act, Nate Bergman, who is a former lead singer of Lion Eyes, uh, was the opening act. He's got a really solid voice. Uh, I've never heard or listened to Lion Eyes or his stuff. Um, I did chat with him after his show. I bought wow. his vinyl, supporting the team. There you uh, he go. To sign it for me. We talked about Clutch for a bit. He's seen him probably, he said, probably 400 times in concert because he's wow. toured with Lion Eyes has toured with Clutch many, many times over the years. Oh, okay. um, they, they were good. They played for about 30 minutes. Amigo the Devil surprised both Trey and I. I was expecting a man with a banjo to get on stage and do his thing because that's kind of what his albums sound like. Right. Um, why we were not real interested in seeing him in Louder Than Life, but he had a full band. Uh, they were great. A lot of the songs were rocking. He had great stage rapport. He's a good lead singer. Uh, the crowd dug him. The crowd was really into Amigo the Devil. Uh, it, oh, Amigo the Devil probably sold as many tickets for this show as Clutch did, I would guess, based off of the really? reaction. And wow. the line for the merch to get Amigo the Devil uh, stuff before the show and after Amigo the Devil uh, performed were, were huge. So uh, he was really entertaining. I would definitely encourage anybody to go check out Amigo the Devil in concert. Um, I was much more impressed with his live show than his studio albums. Oh. And then Clutch came on, and they just they did what Clutch does. They're just a professional, consistent live rock band. Played twenty songs. The only sad part is only one song from Bill Street to Oblivion, yeah. one of my all time favorite albums. Really saddens me to go to see Clutch and only get one song from that album. Uh, but they, I mean, they ran the entire catalog. I think we got at least one song from every album. They only played three from the new album. Uh, they played two from, um, I can't think of the album, the album before this one. Um, and then basically every other album got one song each. Um, so oh, okay. 20 songs, they they split it split it wide and they, they kicked ass. And it's really uh, the Neil Fallon show, man. He's the lead singer. He's front stage and center. It's, it's the opposite of Tool, right? So the Tool, man, right. you're all... The, the guys playing the instruments, they get to be up up front and, and center. Manders stands in the back. For this, for Clutch, Neil Fallon's up front and center for everything. His musicians, who are great musicians, stand in the back. And they're, But it was an awesome show. I loved it. Right it was, on. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And now, where is Temple Live at? Is that in Fort in Smith? Fort Smith. Our, How far? Hour away. So unfortunately for us, two old guys, we didn't get back until between twelve thirty and one o'clock. That's tough uh, for right. us on our mid forties. Uh, but I did have a half day the next day, so I was able to maintain. I had two doctor's appointments. Trey went to work his normal schedule. Said it was a rough morning. Forgot his glasses at one point. Luckily, his daughter reminded him. But yeah, man, it was 
is really good. This may be, and I'm just saying, maybe my final clutch show. Maybe. Right. I've seen it nine times now in 25 years. My first show was April 16th of 1998, almost 25 years to the day. See him again at this point. You know, do I need to keep seeing clutch over and over again? Probably not. Well, I mean, it's one of those things as well. I mean, if they show up in Fayetteville, are you not going to go see them? Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a tough thing, you know, yeah. to, to put that kind of boundary or restriction on your concert going activities, because if a band that you've seen 25 times or whatever shows up in your backyard, why not? I get the whole not traveling an hour and, you know, not getting home till late. I get it, but come on, man, for you to say, this is my last show ever. I call bullshit. Well, I would say, so I, I like all their albums, right? Um, but I love From Bill Street to Oblivion. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to get songs from Bill Street to Oblivion at this point. What I would need from them in order to do is give me another from album that is that resonates in me, like From right. Bill Street to Oblivion does. Because at this point, I, I know what I'm getting from their shows. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, if they come to George's or JJ's, I mean, why pass it up? It's right down the road five minutes away. Yep. But I'm also a person who, you know, does their best to do a concert budget. I missed this month. I missed Lucero on Friday yeah. night. I missed yeah. Blue October at the beginning of the month. I missed Third Eye Blind at the beginning of the month. All three of these bands were in Fayetteville. And I just, you know, you just, you know, getting older and older and just you have to make decisions. Priorities and, change. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm not faulting. I mean, I'm, I am faulting you for not going to see Lucero, but. Yeah. I'm disappointed. This point, I would love to see them. That's right. the, it's the same thing as as Clutch. You know, the the albums that I love, love from Lucero are now all twenty years old. Right, and it comes into play. What songs from those albums at this point am I going to get to hear in concert? And it's the same thing. And this is the reason why I didn't end up going to that Blue October show is because when I looked at their set list, they were playing two songs from their first three or four albums. That's those it. albums. That's what got me into Blue October. And right. to go to a Blue October show in 2023 and not get to hear that music, man, that's, mm-hmm. I, I can't do that. Hmm. So it's, it's kind of long, though, that kind of thought process. Will I see Clutch again? I mean, they play a lot of festivals. Yeah, so exactly. Like, I'll see them again. But right. like you said, yeah, the traveling days of going to see Clutch are over. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're going on a work night. If they come to Fayetteville on a Saturday, sure, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So obviously you missed a bunch of shows this week. Did you? Yeah, we missed uh, uh, the University of Arkansas concert was in town last night. um, And Group Love was playing, who uh, Erica and I were fans of. Right. uh, Back in the day. But it was like 40 degrees outside. So did not venture over to it. Too cold. That's warm. That's warm weather. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think you being a Minnesotan now, you're not going to any forty degree uh, concerts either. That's too. That's, that's too, too cold. cold. You know, I mean, we did we did recently pass the anniversary of the worst concert experience ever. Yeah, um, of Zach Brown on Mulberry Mountain. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that neither one of us caught that. Um, I was just thinking I try about, not about it anymore. I, right. I <laughs> Such a painful experience. We did also pass up uh, a year ago yesterday uh, as when I won my Father of the Year award and we saw Royal Blood. So happy one year oh, anniversary to uh, nice. Royal to our one Royal year. Blood experience. So there we go. We'll be seeing them again in September. Pretty excited about that. Kane is very excited as well since obviously he got to miss out the last time. Yeah that that was the uh, that was the last time I'm ever going to a concert and then going straight to uh, the airport. That's, that's the retirement I get from that Royal Blood experience. Right, right, yeah. I, I mean, that was a very, I mean, you had good reason. You obviously had to go see Garth Brooks the next day and I get getting back there. But yeah, I questioned it as well. I'm just like, God, this guy's silly. But do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. And I shouldn't have drank as many uh, Moscow mules as I did. Made, made the airport experience a little bit rougher. Than- a little bit rough. <laughs> yeah. Did you happen to hit up any of your local record stores yesterday? No, and I'll tell you, boy, they had a massive line. Did they? they had a great turnout. I don't know if it was the Taylor Swift situation. I imagine that's what 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 helped it out. But yeah, they 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 did a video, man. And uh, last time I went, I was I, I 
you know, I show up probably an hour before they open. I was probably 50th in line. The line yesterday, it, I mean, it went around the block. It had to been 500 people deep. So oh, wow. good happy to hear that for them. Um, I didn't attend. Uh, there's a couple albums out there I would have liked. You know, the Pearl Jam Live album obviously would have been the main attraction for me, but didn't attend. Trey came over early yesterday, um, and we were working on a swing set. So I, right. I took that instead of Record Store Day. Well, I did. I went to uh, the record store that is closest to me, which is called Cheapo Records um, over in Blaine. Um, I was, there was probably about 50 people in line. I was, I was probably about the midway part, 25. Um, really smooth. I mean, the way they did, they, everybody walked into a line and they had everything out on the wall. So basically you walked along by the counter, you pointed to what you want. They grabbed it off there and out the door. I was probably in there 20 minutes. So I got, I was able to pick up that Pearl Jam, uh, the live album. I did pick up the uh, debut release from Poe that was on there for Record Store Day. And then I uh, just picked up the Metallica 72 Seasons. So cool. Uh, well, I wouldn't say cool story, but kind of a capitalist greed story. Um, I did have my hands on the last Taylor Swift album in that location. Somebody offered me 80 bucks for it. So I, sold it. so I sold it to him. <laughs> how, much, uh, how much was it? It was 50 bucks. <laughs> it was 50 bucks. And he, and you know, he's like, well, how much, how much would it take for, it was a kid. He was, you know, probably late teens, maybe early twenties. He goes, uh, how much would it take for you to part with that? And I'm like, man, I don't know. And I'm like, how about 80 bucks? He's like, okay, done. And then he said, I would give you a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all right but so and all in all i only have spent you know 40 bucks of my own money on albums well that's so. good i mean of course you, should, you probably should just handed it over to them but you know I, I i support the capitalist uh part as well well let me ask this i mean and normally and i probably would maybe but i mean the fact that he was like willing to pay money for it you know it wasn't some if you know, it would have been some young girl or something like that. I probably would have just gave it to her just because, but you know, this was a teenage boy. He didn't, he give you a story or he just come no. up to you and say, I want that. No, he just, yeah. He just basically said, yeah, I want that. What would it take? Yeah. No, you know? I get it. I mean, yeah. obviously, I mean, I'm not, I've been known to give away tickets. I gave away, I gave away my Taylor Swift concert ticket. You know, I mean, I had a ticket to go see her and gave it to my niece, you know? So if it would have been somebody else, um, so be it. So, uh, what's the other record store called? The big one? Electric Fetus. Now I did, uh, wow. Um, I, I, I contemplated going down there and checking it out. Um, but I knew that there was people camped out overnight there, um, to get in and, they had 400 copies of the Taylor Swift album and they were saying, you know, don't worry if you're, you know, 400 people in line. So they were expecting a big line, you know, chances are you're still going to get it because some of those people aren't going to want that album, but they did post on uh, Instagram that that was their biggest day ever. Wow. So um, parking down there, as you well know, it's, it's a nightmare. It's kind of mm -hmm. a joke. Um, it's not a great area of town to be in. Um, so yeah, I didn't go down there, but, uh, Kane was supposed to get up and go with me. And of course he didn't cause he's a bum teenager. Hmm. So I just went to, went to cheapo. Um, there are a couple other stores that I should have checked out as well, but by that time I was just like, you know what? It's cold. I'm ready to go home. So Pearl Jam, Metallica. What was the other one you said? Poe. Who was Poe? Po. Well, hang on. Let me, let me grab this right here. Hold please. Very loud. This is Poe. Hmm. You never heard of okay, how about the song Trigger Happy Jack? I don't think so. Um Angry Johnny. Hmm. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that you've heard this. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up real quick on Spotify. Okay, you Let pull it up. And they're from the nineties, is that right? nineteen ninety-five. Okay. Angry Johnny. Let's try that. Trigger Happy Jack might be one that I think you would know more. 
Okay, I know that one. Yeah. Let's try to trigger Happy Jack real quick. Not familiar so far. I Too think you probably need to wait till the chorus. Never heard no. the song. I don't. Oh, that that's not familiar to me. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. So yeah, Kathy has always loved this album, and I saw it there, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll just pick that up. So is that a record store uh, day release? Yes. Yes. Okay. Classic debut album, first time on vinyl. Okay. Nice. So you only got one for yourself, hey? What What else did you? Did, was there well, I picked else? up. I picked up the Pearl Jam. And yeah. and the Metallica. Metallica wasn't obviously a record store day release, right. but um, there wasn't really anything else on there that that really piqued my interest. I mean, there was a live Dio album, might have been all right. Um, no, I mean, I mean, there was a Pixies album. Yeah. So yeah, wasn't wasn't really much. Was there a lot of competition for the Pearl Jam album? Um, I didn't hear anybody in front of me asking for it, but I mean, I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention until I got there. I actually couldn't find it until I actually was right up at the counter and could see everything in front of my face. But so I don't know if they had other copies, but it looked like I grabbed the last one. So if that was the only one they got, but, cool. but I was looking at the track listing on that thing. I mean, it's, I haven't listened to it yet, but it looks like it's going to be enjoyable. I'm sure it will be. Recorded, what, 1998 Yield Tour down in Melbourne, Australia? Yeah, that was uh, that was the tour that kind of got me back around to Pearl Jam after two releases from them that I wasn't a real big fan of in high school, but Yield kind of got me back into the picture, and then we saw them that summer in Kansas City um, on the Yield Tour. So, yeah. Speaking of Pearl Jam. Speaking of Pearl I Jam, mean, finally. Wow. They hit us with the tease on April 1st. Yep. I started speculating what was going to be happening. They, they provided a playlist um, that included live music from Indianapolis, Chicago, Detroit, uh, Dallas, and uh, Minneapolis. And so for three weeks, man, I was on the Pearl Jam message board waiting for this announcement. They finally hit us on 420. Uh, happy <laughs> Smoking Day to everybody out there. But uh, they announced tour dates, two dates in St. Paul. Good for yeah. you. Right. Uh, in Indianapolis, two dates in Chicago, two dates in Fort Worth. Uh, first time ever in Fort Worth, even though they played Dallas a lot of times. And then two dates in Austin, Texas. That's it. That's the tour. That's what you get. Nine dates in September. Same thing they did to me last year. Right. Uh, hit us with the September tour last year. It makes it complicated with uh, louder than life travels. Um, but we'll see. Uh, the dates for... Uh, St. Paul, that's the, the opening dates of the tour, August 31st and September 2nd. Also, yep. Red of Van Fleet is playing St. Paul September 3rd, so a little back-to-back there. Uh, then Indianapolis and Chicago, and then they're playing Fort Worth on September 13th, which is a Wednesday, and September 15th, which is a Friday. And then the only back-to-back shows they're doing on the entire tour is the final two shows, Austin, Texas, September 18th and 19th. So I've put in requests... Uh, for the Fort Worth and Minneapolis show, we'll see what happens. Find I put out in request. I put requests in for. Um, now you went through the fan club, right? Yeah, I went through the. Aren't fan. you? A, you're a member of the fan club. Okay. Yeah. I I just went through the verified. They're doing the verified fan access through Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I went so ahead and re- registered for that, um, for the for the Minneapolis shows, for the St. Paul shows. Now, are you going to go to one, or are you going to try to go to both? Um, I would try. <sighs> I don't want to go to both. I mean, if, if I have an opportunity, I would prefer the Saturday night show, but you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get. If I can get any, they are right. doing the upfront, upfront pricing. So, 
Um, all fees are going to be out there. They're going to let you know exactly how much they are. You saw something that said they were $162. $2. Pretty disappointing. <laughs> pretty, that's, pretty disappointing. That's pretty man. high. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that... Where did, where did you see that? You saw that on a message board on... Oh, no. I saw it on the Ticketmaster site when... Uh, so... Here, I'll show you. I got, it's actually in my email. Um, when I went to go, so on the Pearl Jam 10 club, uh-huh. you pick your show or you can pick all shows. And then your next option is where do you want to sit? GA reserved or reserved Chicago shows has behind the stage options. So like the Indianapolis shows, the seats are $160. If you want GA in this big giant field at the amphitheater, then it's $85. Um, but here I'm going to pull up the ticket real quick. Just want to. Just want to verify that what it says. Give me just a second because I have way too many emails to go through and I should just have it open and we're going to get to it eventually. Uh, your Pearl Jam 10 Club ticket request I put in for Fort Worth two times multiple price levels requested. Oh, this says 131.97. Wait, no, no, no. 131.97 is without the fees, okay. then they throw in $29.30. So wow. two tickets are $322.54. For the Minneapolis shows, the two tickets came out to $322.84. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is disappointing. I mean, that is, that is a bummer. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll, it will be a game time if I if I even get verified fan access. Yeah, um, so I found out about the Ten Club tomorrow. I also did the verified uh, Ticketmaster. I know about that on Thursday, yeah. and then we go from there. Right. So if I, if I get chose the seats in uh, the Ten Club, they just automatically give you seats and you're charged uh, versus what they do in verified resale for Ticketmaster. So. Um, I put in two shows. I don't want tickets to both shows. It's possible that they're going to get charged for both shows. We'll see. Um, you can probably, scary. well, I mean, it's, yeah, it is scary it's because you can't sell them, can you? you I mean, they're they're not fan to fan. So you would, you would sell them for uh, face value, which is what I would probably do anyway. Right, so, right. Um, I should be able to get rid of two if I don't. The only sad part is you can only get two through uh, – Pearl Jam 10 Club, you can't get more than two. So it's two tickets per show. Uh, they have mentioned that the majority of tickets are going to 10 fan club members. So right. we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it's going to be very, very tough um, to get tickets. Well, I'll say this. I got my St. Louis tickets two days before the show. And uh, those tickets were basically sold out. Uh, very quickly, uh, there were none available for a very, very long time. And then I just, leading up to when we were going to see them in Louisville, I just kept checking the website, and then all of a sudden, boom, groups of tickets showed up on Ticketmaster. And we had great seats. We had lower-level, um, end-of-the-aisle seats. So if you don't and get how them much, up, How much uh, did you pay for those St. Louis tickets, face if you value. don't asking? Yeah, it was face value. value. Yep. Okay. I, don't, I don't remember what the price was, but it wasn't, it wasn't resale. It was just extra tickets being opened up for whatever yeah. reason it was. I don't know why that, that might be an option then as well as well. I, you know, I have a hard time. I don't have a hard time committing to a show six months in advance or whatever, but you know, that close to louder than life and everything like that. Eh, I don't know. That's tough. No, that but it's in tough. my backyard. So, I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't that I? part's easy for you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there, I mean, it's the exact same thing as last year for me. The, the four worst shows, or the weekend ahead of Ladder in the Life, which is exactly what I had to do last year with them. Yeah. Then you've already got Metallica like in August, right? Yeah, middle of August. So it's like that's a lot of travel for, mm-hmm. you know, a short period of time. About a six-week period. Yeah. Well, crap. Well, hopefully it all works out. Hopefully uh, can make it happen and uh, get to a show. So Mostly uh, the, the, the big thing, of course, I – People probably roll their eyes when I say stuff like this, but the big thing to me is that it's the 30-year anniversary of the first time I saw Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. November 22nd, 1993. Uh, and that show is also, in my opinion, the reason why I've been to 
600 plus shows is because that show was so incredible and just changed what I love. Right. And I mean, it just put something in me that has never gotten out since then. Um, so feel, the feel thing. that addiction. You've been chasing yeah. the dragon the whole entire yeah, time. Exactly. So the 30, <laughs> 30 year anniversary, man, to me, it's pretty big. So I, I would love to, to be able to see it and attend it. Um, and I reached out to Wardlaw because he was also at that show. Um, he said he's flirting with the Chicago shows. Chicago shows are not an option for me. They're both midweek shows. So yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Right on. Any other tour news? I mean, it seems like there's been some stuff that have been announced. Oh, the Red Event Fleet tour was announced as well. Uh, after their new tour, they're going to be hitting up St. Paul September 3rd. Yeah. You going to go see them again? Um, I, I, no. I mean, maybe if Kane... Kane or, or Courtney calls me up and say, Hey, let's go. Um, then yeah, probably. But I don't Yeah. I like so, the main yeah. fleet, but yeah. did we just talk about their new song? We did talk about their new song. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. Right, so. Let's see what else I've been waiting on more than anything else over these past three months was Pearl Jam and then you two at the spear. Uh, you two did the commercial at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. announcing that it is happening. And apparently tomorrow, we are finally going to get the official dates in on really? sales. Okay. So we'll see what happens here. I don't. I don't know. I don't know because I'm pretty confident the dates are going to be um, every weekend in October, and those are going to be our options. And obviously, what we just talked about already have Pearl Jam potentially. Yeah. Already have Ladder in Life. Metallica in August, and now all of a sudden we're throwing U2 in Vegas in late October. Um, we'll see. Right. U2 at the Sphere would, eh, I mean, it would be a one-of-a-kind show, but who knows? Well, I, I mean, yeah, definitely for you. I mean, you are a uh, huge U2 fan. Um, I, myself, wouldn't care too much about that, so um, I'm not a huge yeah, and they're supposed to be doing Octung Baby, uh, the full album, um, which is my second favorite U2 album. And um, what else was I going to say about that? I, I think it really depends on what kind of ticket prices we're seeing mm-hmm. in this place. There's really just no telling what we're going to get at this point. It's a 19,000-seat arena, so my thought process would be that it, it, could, it should be reasonable if they're playing you know, 12 shows that they're not going to be like outrageous $400 plus tickets, but there's really no way to be that hopeful. I mean, it's very possible they can do that because the sphere costs a lot of money by itself uh, to build. And U2 is a massively popular band. So tickets yeah. are going to be. And yeah, well, yeah, they got to try to recoup that money and the fact that again, it is U2. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely going to be a little bit pricey. Yeah. Especially with like probably hotel packages and stuff like that, right? Cool. Get the hotel package through Allegiant. Fly down on that Thursday night. Fly see the show Friday night. Come back on Sunday night. Stay in Raider game. Stay on Fairmont. Be good to go. Go to a Raider game. No, because the Raiders are the most expensive NFL ticket in the NFL. That would be another two hundred fifty plus dollars. I'd have. To yeah, I don't. I don't understand why that is, but when they're terrible, <laughs> that's because I mean that's the great thing about Vegas, and it's why it's kind of amazing that it took so long for Vegas to get sports in the first place. I mean, yeah. millions of people are going to Vegas. Mm-hmm. On, on, I shouldn't say millions, but tens of thousands of people are going to Vegas on a weekly basis. And so why not be able to check out some sporting events while you're also in town? And obviously boxing has long had, uh, in UFC, have long had the uh, the mantle in Vegas, but now it's hockey. Now it's WNBA. Now it's NFL. Um, soon to be NBA, baseball. Yep, soon to be baseball with the Oakland A's announcing this week that potentially uh, purchasing a billion-dollar stadium there in Vegas. Um, the only thing left is the NBA at this point. Yeah. LeBron wants to have the team in Vegas. So yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well that's that's a different that's a different subject. That's a different podcast. Okay. So yeah. any other cool sorts of news or anything like that? I think that's it. I don't have any cool the only other well, I'll say this. The only thing, the other thing that happened is that the amp here in, in uh 
Rogers, Fayetteville, Northwest Arkansas had their first two shows this weekend. So the amp season is officially underway. They had Walker Hayes on Friday night. They had Tyler Childers last night. Uh, Tyler sold out very quickly. Um, I don't, I don't know about Walker Hayes. The only thing I know about Walker Hayes is that he sings that Applebee's song. Um, and it was cold last night for Tyler. Um, but I'm excited. They're up to, I think, 33 shows at this point. I'm hopeful we can get to 40. Um, my understanding is that Aerosmith in the next two weeks will be announcing a 40 City Plus uh, tour, and I'm very hopeful uh, that it includes the amp, but Aerosmith may be doing indoor shows only, so time will yeah. tell on that one. And I'm hopeful that Extreme will be the opening act for the Aerosmith tour. That's that's my hopes there. As they have a new album out, they will also announce a tour, hitting up your spot in Minneapolis yep. with Living Color. Hold yes. the personality as the opening act. Um, Extreme has some new music out as well. Three singles released so far. I'm happy to hear from the boys again in Extreme. No doubt, I did listen to uh, one of those songs off that album, and it was it was actually pretty heavy. I mean, it was uh, it was pretty good. So, kind of uh, anticipating that coming out. So, I, I mean, we have been hit with quite a few. I should say quite a few, but a few singles this week, just of stuff that's kind of come out of left field. Yeah, what else did we hear? Stained. Uh, Stained with the new song. Um, I dug it. Uh, Aaron Lewis, yeah. Growlin'. Um, yeah. uh, it was a good, heavy song. Who was the, There was one other big one. Who, who the hell are we missing here? There's one other big single that came out this week. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, yes. Foo Fighters. Uh, we still have no idea what's going on with the drummer situation. My No, we don't. What did you think of that song? Um, I dug it. I mean, it was it was good. Um it wasn't earth shattering. I, I would say yeah. I was more impressed with the Stain single, but it's yeah. probably because Stain hasn't been around in 14 years and they kind of surprised me with their heaviness of this particular single. It was a fine song. I liked it and uh, I look forward to hearing what else they have to bring to the table. We'll see what else I see. Rancid's coming out with a new album in June. Listen to that song. Yeah, some Louder in Life, a Louder in Life band there. Yeah, so we're yeah, going to get. Yeah. We're going to get the new Foo Fighters album, three months. It's amazing now, you know, from the time we saw the lineup come out uh, to where we're at now, you know, who knew by the time Louder and Life rolls around, the new Avenged Sevenfold is going to be up for four months at that point. The new Foo Fighters album is going to be up for four months at that point. The new Rancid album is going to be up for four months at that point. So who knows who else from this Queens of the Stone Age. Hopefully we're going to get some album and single news from them here in the next couple of weeks. They did just pull out a welcome to Rockville though, didn't they? They did. We don't know why they said due to unforeseen circumstances, but they also that same day announced uh, dates in Europe. So okay. um, not really sure what's going on with the welcome to Rockville. I, I did mention, I hope this doesn't become a trend, but uh, based on the fact that they announced more tour dates after that cancellation tells me that right now we should be okay. And hopefully it stays that way. Fingers right. crossed. Cool. Well, we so have quite... and heating up. They are. I mean, the albums that are coming out, the potential for some goodness, yeah, um, is 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 great. I'm uh, hopeful for the rest of the year. Um, I think we got off to a good start with this, the albums that we reviewed this week or that we were listening to. Um, let's just jump right into that. Um, what did you think of uh, Fallout Boy? So, Fallout Boy. I've never been a huge Fallout Boy fan. Me either. Me either. Fact, I would say for their first ten years of their existence, I probably hated them. Uh, mm-hmm. They're probably my most hated band, and from like 2000 to 2010. Um, and then I've slowly, over the years, have kind of got into their tunes and their music when, in various songs that they released. I've never never seen them in concert. Um, so my, my first impression of this album was that without really being uh, well-versed with their back catalog, uh-huh. I, thought, I thought it was a good album. Uh, lots of yeah. catchy songs. Um, I, I mean, I, I just think they're really, I, I think what they do well is have catchy pop hook melodies right. uh, with rock sound to go to it. And of course, they are kind of a pop punk band. Um, and I think they're, they're kind of like in the stratosphere with Blink-182 and My Chemical Romance. I think they're that, they're that popular, right? Um, and you, you can kind of hear it in these tunes. I, I don't, for a band that's been around for 20 plus years now, I'd, I'd say this is a strong effort. And I, I enjoyed the album from from the 
from the entire thing. I thought I thought it was a really enjoyable listen. Um, yeah, obviously, I've, as I've stated many times before, pop punk is not my cup of tea, not my genre, not my favorite I'm going to listen to. Um, but this album, at first, the intro, I, when, I, when that came on, I'm like, okay, what am I getting into? I'm going to hate this. <laughs> but then, you know, we got to, uh, you know, Hold Me Like a Grudge, which I think is a great fucking song. Um, I, this album was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. I mean, I... Um, Again, it's not one of those things where I will download it and put it in my my personal playlist. But I mean, it, it wasn't bad if something comes up on the radio or anything like that. You know, I'll, I'll, I won't turn the channel. But I mean, it was it was a pretty good album. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, they have a song with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I, I it's been a bit since I've heard this, so I'm not sure exactly how that sounds, but. Let's see. I got it pulled up right here. I got divorced when I was uh, five years old. And I saw my father about three times a year after that. And when he found out that he had I think he just has the speaking parts. The yeah, he's a narrator of the song. He's not. The answers are all inside of the That's only, you know, 40, so- 40 seconds or a minute long. Oh, yeah, that's all it is. It's just a an interlude, a skit. I will say uh, these are actually normal song titles. Um, Fall Out Boy was kind of in that pop punk thing where, like, the song titles were like eighteen words long, or yes. maybe had some weird spellings. These are all normal, <laughs> so uh, I know that's something really simple. Uh, but I appreciate that we don't have these really dumb, awful song titles that right. Right. Yeah, I mean, hold me like hold me like yeah. a grudge. I think I think that's a that's a clever clever song think, yeah, it's a good song, title. song title there. Um, I can't believe that there's a place called Heaven, Iowa. I, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> um, so much for Stardust. What a time to be alive. I mean, yeah, these are pretty generic. So good right now. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, it was a good album. Like I said, it's probably not something that I will listen to a whole lot of yeah i mean, I mean just to, as an example we're talking about they, they have a song title that don't even fit into the entire spotify a little less 16 candles a little more touch i, I can't even i can't even find the entire a little more touch I me mean, they've had these just ridiculous song titles and i think kind of uh, my chemical romance and uh, Panic at the Disco or bands that have also done that kind of same thing. Right. So, if you were going to give it a score? Uh, I'd give it a B-. minus. B-? Uh, I do have a ticket to see them this summer at the Amp, so again, it'll be my first time to really? ever Fall Out Boy uh, in concert, so I don't know. I'm interested to see how these, how these songs uh, go over live. Right on. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, we'll be waiting anxiously for your review of that uh, that show. So uh, next up was an album from a uh, rapper, a dope rapper, um, name of NF. I won't say, you know, we call him AF or BF or DF, but yeah, his NF. Um, Eminem Light, the album called Hope. Um, uh, thirteen songs, fifty minutes long. What did you uh, What you think of this? Yeah, I think we're getting to a point to where it, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's fair to call him Eminem Light anymore. I think he's no, no. I think right. he's made a name for himself. I mean, the dude's good. He's <laughs> really good at what he does. I know a lot yeah. of his cadences are a lot like Eminem, and you can definitely yeah. get the influence there. But man, I just really dig this dude's storytelling. Um, and the way he delivers it, it's a strong album. Um, I mean, it's it's a quality rap album. I just I just don't in 2023. I just don't listen to enough rap to to say whether or not he's to me if he's if he's at the top of his game or not. Uh, but I would be. I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who's better. Currently. I think that if you are a uh, a. Tr- I won't say a true hip. If you're a fan of like old school influenced hip hop, um, be it Eminem, be it, you know, anybody that can tell a story and it's not about money, cars and bitches. 
um, this is the guy you want to listen to. Yeah. I mean, he it's really good. The song Motto, that is an absolute banger. I love it. It's great. Um, Gone was good. Uh, there was not really a weak track. I'm not a huge fan of the ones where he sings on. Um, just because if I wanted to listen to an RV album, I would listen to an RV album. Um, give me some fucking rap. I mean, when he, when he is rapping, he is fantastic. Not much of a, not much of a singer, but I do like his message. I mean, happy, um, a song, you know, again, that, you know, that he goes around and that's basically, does he deserve to be happy? You know, with all the things that, you know, he's done and what he deals with. So, I mean, just in all in all, I mean, it was a great message um, through the album itself. And we've talked about him before that, you know, he spends a lot of time talking about mental health and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. kudos to him. Very good album. I was uh, pleasantly surprised that a hip hop album in 2023 caught my interest. <laughs> yeah. And he's going on tour. Um, and his tour is selling very well. Uh, he's playing Little Rock. He's playing Tulsa back to back nights. Uh, I won't be traveling for it, but I, I right. did see him up what, what two years ago. It was an awesome show. He was great, really good performer. Um, I love a rap show where it's just the one dude on stage doing mm-hmm. his thing. Um, he crushed it. I'm trying to see if he's coming near your area, but I'm not seeing it yet. Um, and it doesn't look like he is. He skipped Minnesota. The bastard. Son maybe he'll be. Yeah, maybe he'll be up uh, there. The Bad Omens show. Um, they announced a show. They're playing the Myth here. Just to go back, they're playing the Myth, um, which is a venue in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Sold out in less than twenty-four hours. That's crazy, man. I, I know they're they're on the rise. I actually listened to them on Friday, doing my one band a day for Louder Than Life, um, and I had never, I've never really listened to them. And I listened to both of their albums, um, and I, I dug it. I just, I didn't. I'm not sure. They they must have a really good live show. Um, I would I think know, I know. hard rock yeah. and metal. That's probably where your buzz comes from is having a really kick ass uh, live show. Because I mean, I didn't I didn't mind the music, uh, but mm-hmm. it, it just wasn't something to me. It's like let's go see Bad Omens now. But uh, it makes me excited to see them performing at Louder Than Life. So right, definitely. Not to take away from the NL, we just kind of shit the gears yeah. there for a second. But yeah, it was a uh, very good album. Um, that is. At least one more, you know, that motto song will definitely, I download it. It's like, cause I think it's, it's just great. If I'm in the mood for some hip hop, I'm going to listen to that song. So good stuff. Next up on the list, I think the probably what could be the biggest release of the year. Maybe. Yep. I think, I think. the most anticipated, um, the, uh, latest album from Metallica, 72 seasons. Good Lord. 12 songs, one hour and 17 minutes long. That's that's some that's some uh, that's some good rock and roll right there. Meat. What did you uh, what'd you think? What'd you think of the album? So I should say I went and saw the world premiere of this album yes, at the yes, movie theater right. at the Malco. Uh, first time I've ever done that. I really haven't. I mean, living in North in Arkansas, you don't really have that opportunity to go uh-huh. to a listening party. But uh, uh, I went to the Malco. I got the very last ticket. It was a sold out theater, uh, eighty people. Um, uh, I had to sit on the front row, but. Uh, Man, I love this album. Uh, <laughs> kudos to Metallica for to be able to put together an album like this in the forty-first year of their existence. I uh, just, you know, I think we've talked about it before. As, as bands, you know, find success, they get happy, they get married, they get have kids. You know, it's hard to keep that edge to them and keep that aggression. And boy, man, this album just fucking delivers, dude. It's just yeah. a kick-ass album. It's brutal. Um, it's yeah. brutal. It's punishing. Um, it is old school Metallica. I mean, it is. If you want a great thrash album, this is it. I mean, it's it, it delivers on so many levels. There's not a there's not a slow song. There's not a true. I would say a hard rock song on this album. There's no, there's not an Enter Sandman. There's yeah, not there's a sad no but radio. true. There's not a radio single on this album. No, no, there really isn't. Um, it is, it is great. Um, I have enjoyed listening to it. Um, it comes on every time I get into the car. Um, I love this album. It is just a, again, it's just a brutal assault, straight thrash. And while it's still is fast and it's heavy, there's still some great grooves, mm-hmm. great riffs. Um, Lars's drumming is 
I, I mean, it's, he's stepped up his game. And for him to do that in his 41st year of playing drums, it's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty stellar. Any, any particular tracks that, that uh, stuck out for you? Well, I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a skip track on this album. Um, no, no. I think I'm going to turn this on. I'm going to do my best to, to sit through all 75 minutes of the song. Um, I think if darkness had a sun, uh, I love that beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, you know, the lead single, Lexa Turna, is a great tune. It's, it's probably the shortest track on the album. It's only like four and a half minutes. I think seven yep. of the songs are over six minutes. The last song is their longest song ever. Um, Sleepwalk My Life Away. Love that little thing right there. Oh, that, that, that nice little bass riff. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It, right now, it's hard to say a favorite because I keep finding... You know, you're, fi- you're finding parts of, of each song that are just that you catch, and, and you're finding a new part each time that you listen to it. Yeah, because I mean, it's so much to take in in, in one sitting to sit there and listen to it. That you know, you're gonna listen to it on the second time, you're gonna pick up something else. Third time, you pick up something else, and that's what's great about albums like this that it just keeps you coming back for more. Um, would you say? Now, I found this interesting because I um, obviously I follow you on Twitter. Um, and after this came out, you ranked your metallic albums. Um, I found it interesting that you had this, I think at number six after load. Yeah. I still love load, man. Um, I'm forever going to love load just because still to this day, when I listen to load, I can actually go back Mm -hmm. to when I was listening to it in the nineties, like when I was 18 or 17, however old I was. And there's, there's not a lot of albums that do that. Um, that take me back to when I was actually, I, I just, Load's always going to have a special place. Special place in your heart. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, absolutely. So, and obviously when you look at the Metallica catalog, I, I just don't think there's, I think I may have mentioned this in my Twitter post as well. I don't think there's, there's only going to be a handful of bands that probably have a top six like Metallica does in my opinion. It's, oh, I yeah. mean, they're, they're, they're first, what is it? So, Kill 'Em All, Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning, and Justice for All, the Black Album. Those top five albums, man. Ten years of production. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's. I mean, you're gonna look at like. Well, Led Zeppelin. I mean, even you can go with the Black Album, then you can go to Load because that was yeah. their next release. But a lot of people don't agree with me on Load, and I and I get that. Right. Uh, to a lot of people, Load was a load of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, they have a special place. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just gonna stick with their top five. Those those first five albums. To me, the only other bands I think that would probably be able to be in that level is probably Led Zeppelin and the Beatles. And obviously, okay. I would agree with that. But uh, Right, right. I was waiting to see if you would say Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> That's why I was looking at you with a cross eye. I'm like, eh, you better yeah. say it. As much as I love this album, I can't, I can't put it in the top six because of how much I love those first six albums from them. It's just incredible. But it's definitely absolutely their best album in 25 years no question well load came out in what 96 96 so 27 so 27 years yeah yeah i would agree with that i mean death magnetic was good but this one is better so yeah death magnetic and hardwired were definitely a good uh cleanse saint anger Mm -hmm. um and the lulu shit and i mean they they had a tough five six seven years there of, of failures you know their two music festivals failed they released that movie that failed they did a lulu complete bust uh saint anger was disaster so they they finally come back around and now they're again they're the biggest metal band in the world 41 years into their career agreed and you get to see them in august that's uh, that's pretty fantastic yeah so i'm interested to see trey and i were talking about this yesterday like you know, we're getting two nights with no repeats. Yeah. I'm interested to see how many of these songs make it into the set list. And... Oh, I'm going to say one or two. One or two each night. One or two each night, you think? Yep. I mean, I hope that's correct. I mean, that, that's what I'd hope. But there's also the possibility they, they may fucking get us four songs each night. Because my understanding, of course, it could just be the promotion, but... 
they love this album themselves. They, I mean, they talk glowingly about the experience. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the James has said this is the first real shared experience they've had um, making an album Metallica-wise. Uh, Lars has said this is the uh, greatest any Metallica band has ever gotten along uh, through a studio effort. So uh, they really love this album. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with the live show with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of kicking myself for not uh, not joining you on that Dallas ticket, but it's just too close. It's too close to louder than life for me. Well, nobody has claimed the second ticket, so just to let you know, you still have an opportunity. All right. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens come August first. <laughs> but again, they're in your they're in your backyard next year. Next year, next year. So yeah. I haven't bought tickets for that. Um, just because I'm refusing to buy tickets for a show that is a year and five months away. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 17 months? Come on. Come on. Crazy. So uh, I came across an article that was kind of interesting to me um, this week. The 10 most controversial rock songs of all time. So I thought... Yeah, let's run this by Will. Let's see if Will can get maybe even three of the most controversial rock songs of all time. I don't even think nice I can little get quiz. One. You don't think you can get one? Oh, I'm sure you can get one. Is there anything from after? So let's go Rate Me Nirvana. No, that one's not on there, but there is a Nirvana song on there. There is a Nirvana song on there. Uh, Heart Shaped Box Nirvana? Nope. Shit. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if I can get. I don't. I don't know if I can get any of these controversial songs uh, because I don't know what the definition of controversial would be. Gotcha. Uh, there's surely some Iron Maiden in there, like nope. Number of Beast. Nope. The Judas Priest. Nope. Good lord. Um. Hmm. I mean, we're talking about sex. We're talking about violence. There's some sex. There's some sex. There's some violence. Not, uh, not seeing anything about drugs. Uh, how about Twisted Sister? No. God bless. Yeah. Um, I don't know what song from Nirvana would be on there. Polly. Polly. Why? Um, let's read what they say about Polly. Kurt Cobain went on record during his tenure with Nirvana saying that his lyrics typically didn't hold much weight. The same can't be said for Polly, though. In the song, Cobain writes from the perspective of a rapist holding a girl of the same name captive. Got some rope. Haven't told. Promise you. Have been true. Let me take a ride. Cut yourself. Want some help? Please myself, he sings. Yeah. I mean, I get it with the lyrics, but Polly yep. wasn't as Polly wasn't a big song. Like, no, it was, no, uh, no, it wasn't a single off of there. That's for sure. Or was yeah. it? No, I don't think it no. was. No. Read me the list. All right, read you the list. Night Prowler from ACDC. Give me an example of what made it controversial. Um, because of the fact that Richard Ramirez claimed Night Prowler as one of the songs that compelled him to kill. Okay. You know who Richard Ramirez was? No. The Night Stalker. A bunch of killings in the 80s in, uh, I think it was Los Angeles area. Right. Number nine is Polly. Um, number eight is Closer from Nine Inch Nails. That makes sense. I can I can see that. So, Jeremy by Pearl Jam. No. God damn it. That's a skull shooting. Suicide. Um, yep. Uh, number seven, God Save the Queen from the Sex Pistols. Okay. I, know, I get that one. Number six, Sympathy for the Devil from the Rolling Stones. Number okay. five, Killing in the Name from Rage Against the Machine. All right, Rage Against the Machine makes sense in there. The End from The Doors. What's what's controversial about that one? Oh, at the end of this, uh, during the song, um, the lyrics, um, at one point, there's a breakdown, and he says, Father, yes, son, I want to kill you. Mother, I want to... And it just kind of leads off from that. It goes into a scream that kind of sounds like fuck. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is late 60s. So you can imagine that something like that was 
pretty pretty bad. Okay. Number three, disaster piece from Slipknot. Um, it allegedly prompted a couple to kill someone. The couple took the song's lyrics, was talking about a kid wanting to kill his bully, literally, and recited them as they stabbed a 22-year-old to death. Okay. Number two, Antichrist Superstar from Marilyn Manson. Manson being on there makes sense. Number one, Help the Skelter from the Beatles. And that is just because, obviously, uh, Manson took that to another level with that. So I thought it was kind of an interesting uh, interesting tidbit. But then I was thinking about it as well, and you brought up some very, very um, good points. I mean, there was the Judas Priest song. I can't remember what song it was, but in the 80s um, that... Yeah, they, were, they had to go on trial. Yeah, with the subliminal, subliminal messages and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, get the gun, shoot, shoot, shoot. I remember that was part of it. Um, wasn't there an Aussie song that did the same thing or something like that? Um, Number of the Beast from Iron Maiden. I mean, Devil Worship's never looked upon. Yeah. Very uh, favorably. So, uh, just a little something that came across my readers that I thought was kind of interesting. What? Where, that Where did from? I get that? Yeah. Um, Was it American Songwriter? Came across on my news feed. All right. The yeah, news app, which I use, is called Smart News. There's a whole tab that's dedicated to music. So I check that out every once in a while. Yeah, I would have gone with, I would have thought Rake Me because they had to change the lyrics to Rake Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't play that live. Didn't they try to play it live on Saturday Night Live or something like that? Maybe, possibly. Just kind of going through the headlines here real quick, see if there was anything. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think? I would imagine at this point, April, probably both have 72 seasons at the top of our rankings for best album of the year. What oh, yeah. at this point for Metallica to be dethroned? I mean, who could do it? Um, and then sevenfold. Been sevenfold, okay. Okay. I think that might be it. All right. Uh, what else do I have? I mean, what else is coming out? I mean, the new Ransom Nels, Stain, Foo Fighters, maybe. I mean, it, it's going to have to come pretty heavy. Way. Yeah, it's going to be gonna emotional. Be, I think so. I mean, but I think it's got to come a lot better than their last album. Sure. Because it took, well, it, took, it took me a long time to come around to that last album. Yeah. Uh, Event Sevenfold announced uh, the same weekend that uh, Sick New World is happening. They're doing a album listening session in Vegas that weekend. A oh, really? The surround sound experience, um, which makes me think that perhaps Event Sevenfold makes a surprise appearance at Sick New World as well. We'll see. Have you heard anything? Have you heard any buzz about this album? Because I did hear one little piece. Um, they were talking about M-, M Shadows was talking about the overall vibe of the album, and um, I guess they were taking a lot of hallucinogens during this album. Uh, okay, well, so that's, could be interesting to hear um, what that influence from a band that's that's like Avenged Sevenfold. So, yeah, album could be all over the place, right? Yeah, could be something. I mean, they're, they're they are obviously starting the PR machine for that. I mean, I saw a headline today. I talked about they broke a lot of rules with this album. Who knows what those rules mean? I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, I mean, we're we're starting to hear the the hoopla from the band as yeah. to how proud they are of the album. We hear that a lot, and that that's pretty normal. That's that's what bands are going to do. And a lot of times, it just doesn't deliver. Uh, Metallica delivered. We'll see if Avenged full delivers. I'm excited. Um, I think we're going to have a new Mammoth album, I believe, in August. Yeah. So yeah. There, that could be, it could be good. I don't know, is it going to be Metallica good? I don't know. Um, what else we got? I think there, I feel like there was something else that was coming out that was going to be relatively good. Allison Chains can't be quiet. I don't know if anything's coming from them this year. I have, um, yeah, I have not seen anything or heard anything from Allison Chains. I'm intrigued by what Stain's going to bring out, but I don't think they can. I don't think they're going to compete with what Pantera. I did. I did read an article. They were talking about it that uh, there's going to be a little bit of an electronic influence on this album, just to 
make it somewhat more sound more modern of what's going on nowadays and that so yeah i definitely didn't hear anything electronic in the first single unless i just no. missed it uh-uh, um, we're waiting to see uh, mudvane's teasing that there's new music but that right could be nothing we'll we'll see about that um who else is out there um tools supposedly going to be announcing their tour this week yep. but uh, there's probably no new music to go with that uh soundgarden uh have finally came to terms with vicky cornell um i believe there are seven unreleased tracks yeah seven unreleased tracks that should be sitting in the light of day here in the next i mean i hope a couple of months that should be ready roaring roaring to go so i'm excited about that right other than that, I mean, I don't think unless something else is going to be dropped in our lap, I mean, it's yeah. nothing else out there. But I'm sure there will be because I mean, we neither one of us had any clue about Stain um, dropping anything, and um, even the Foo Fighters. I mean, that was came out of left field as well. So definitely, absolutely. So it can still be done in the in the in the in today's day and age of breaking news news at the tip of your fingertips, just like that. So. Cool. Bring it. I mean, uh, what what releases have you looked at? Any any new albums that have come out? I didn't see anything that crossed my Spotify inbox to tell me to listen to. So I do not know what's out there. Um, there is a new Mars Volta album that uh, came out. Let's see. Look at Atreyu has a new album out. Texas Hippie Coalition, L.A. Guns have a new album out. <laughs> um, 21 Pilots have a un- MTV Unplugged album, which is not really an unplugged album, but it's live <laughs> and tracks that they, they're, they're reimagined tracks. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. I listened to that the other night. Uh, but other than that, there's see, I prevail. I'm not seeing anything that's no kidding me. Is there anything in the pop or hip hop rap world? Well, I'm looking here, I'm looking to see when this new sleep Did, took, we haven't sleep token. We haven't uh reviewed the new Bad Omens, right? It was all, no. it came out last year, but we we have not reviewed it. Do you want to yeah, review let's that? Let's check out that Bad Omens. Let me look at Ed yep. Sheeran's got a new album out, I believe. Who? Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I didn't know that. I don't need to hear it. No, I'm not a Let's see what's new in the world of hip hop. If it loads. Well, I think we should check out the Mars Volta. Okay. I know Just that because that's be weird. But yeah, let's give it a shot. Oh yeah, I'm sure it'll be weird. Um, mm-hmm. so we got that bad omens. Let's see. Young Boy Never Broke's got a new album out. No. <laughs> Lloyd Banks, uh, not seeing Swiss Beats has got an album out. He's a producer though. Nas, Nas surely doesn't have a new album. He just had one come out not that long ago. Oh, that's a oh, it's made you look Godson two thousand two live. That was a record store day release. Yeah, there's nothing in the hip hop world that even. Yeah, it's a it's a quiet quiet month. It looks like after Metallica, everybody took a back seat. I guess. Yeah, they didn't want to. They want to jump up on that. Yeah. We'll see what's new in the country world. I don't think we need to listen to country anymore. I think we can officially. Are you over? Are you over your phase of country? Yeah, I think we can move on. Were you okay with the news that uh, Morgan Wallen fell off stage last night? Well, I think he's okay. Morgan Fallen, you mean? Morgan Fallen. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Hold on. Let's see here. Yeah, I think I'm ready to move on from country music. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. 
It is what it is. We're done with it. We're we're no longer going to talk about more unless football. unless we get a like a Zach Bryan or maybe a Chris Stapleton album out of the blue or something like that, right? So check those out. Yeah, maybe. So I say, how about this? So you said Mars Volta. Hell. I don't think I'm interested in Mars Volta in okay. 2023. What about uh, let's listen to that Sleep Token album? Okay, Sleep Token and Bad Omens. I, I haven't I haven't listened to them yet. So we got your your voice sounds great. We She's got an uh, excellent singer. Yeah, we got two louder than life artists for twenty twenty three: Sleep Token and Bad Omens. It is so are, are we gonna go? You know, and, and barring any, this is what I propose then going forward. Barring any huge major releases that come out, we need to start listening to these bands that are on Louder Than Life that we probably don't know much of. I'm, I'm down. That's what we did last year. I thought, yep. thought it worked out well. So yep, let's definitely. Do that. So that again. we'll check that out. We'll stick with these two since obviously they are uh, Louder Than Life this year. And then we'll see where it comes from there. So right on. Well, you got anything else? No. I think we're one good. Minute, I don't think one hour and six minutes. Look at that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't think I have a concert. Well, actually, I think Eric and I are going to go see the weather permitting. We're going to go see the Roots uh, this weekend. Playing in Bentonville at the momentary. Well, let's, let's see. We've got Shine Down next Sunday night um, at the Target Center. I'm still kicking that one around. I forgot um, to talk about that. Adam Gontier oh, uh, yes. returned yes. to Three Days Grace for his first performance with them in over a decade. Joined I thought it was three cool songs. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it really moved the needle at all. Um, but man, I, I mean, I, I loved that I'm got to you when he was with Three Days Grace. Oh, so. yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I don't know what can really become of that because the lead singer now is the brother of the guitarist and good friends with Adam as well. So I don't, I don't know what they can really do about that. They're not going to fire the dude's brother. No, uh, no. But it was cool to see. I, I definitely watched the performances. The crowd was pretty excited and i was pretty excited it was, it was good to hear his voice well yeah i mean it's always something like that is going to be always really cool i mean with the band that enjoyed the most success when their lead singer comes back you know i mean that's 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 pretty big i mean it was a big thing when david lee roth rejoined van halen even though it was trash yeah so. yeah so um i'd be interested so when is that show next sunday next sunday yep i think they're playing tulsa tomorrow night I'm not going to travel for it, but I mean, it's a cool double bill. And I think we've talked about it before between the two of them, Shine Down and Three Days Grace have approximately 35 number one active rock singles. Right. So you're getting a full night of just the best that rock has to offer in the last 15 to 20 years. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of open to, uh, to see if ticket prices drop a little bit, but I mean, even right now they're not that expensive. They're probably about 50 bucks a ticket. So after that, yeah. so. I'll be right. So, We'll see. Well, I urge you to go because it's in your back backyard. It is, and I can be home and sleeping in my bed. Yeah, so make it afterwards. Happen. You start the job this week, right? Tomorrow, yes. Rejoining the working world. You're working from home or in the office? Uh, it's hybrid. So uh, two days, I'll be working Monday and Friday from home, and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the office. Well, good luck. I hope it goes well. Better than the yeah. Amazon job. Yes. This is a little bit more in uh, in my comfort zone and in my wheelhouse, so we'll 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 see. We'll see. Still right, a little man. bit nervous. Yeah, sure. It's been a while since I've had an office job. Yeah, understood that. Gotcha. All right, folks. Until next time, be safe, be well, be happy. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye, Pearl. She's busy singing. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Later.